listening to the Naked and Known podcast, where we want to break down the fear of imperfection and find true healing through the practice of vulnerability. Hi, and welcome back to Naked and Known podcast. Today, we'll be jumping into our second part of a two-part series. So if you haven't listened to the first part on miscarriage and infertility, definitely go back and have a listen. Um, If you have listened to it, then you're good to go. Enjoy the episode. So I'm excited for this new little Speaking of babies. (laughs) Speaking of babies. So my, I mean, my situation is a little different. Like, um, actually, during that time, you, I guess, when you were pregnant, Mm-hmm. Um, with this last one, um, that's when I started infertility treatment. Mm-hmm. So like for, I mean, I guess it's fine to say, like I, <laughs> we never did any kind of birth control whatsoever. And so after, I don't know, we'll be married seven years in October. I don't know when you know you're ready to start having kids. Mm-hmm. It's more like, all right, well, everyone's having them. So maybe we should like start figuring out why we're not having them. Mm. And I think last June we were like, okay, let's let's figure this out. What's kind of going on? And so my doctor diagnosed me with PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Hopefully I said that right. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a long. Yeah, it's long. <laughs> it's long. And, you know, you can't get pregnant on your own, they say. I know some people can. But um, mm. they, I mean... My doctor said, okay, your next step, because the last four years, you haven't gotten any better. Um, you know, let's let's try some infertility treatment. And so we had no idea what was in store mm-hmm. for us. So we started in June. And then, like, I'm thinking they're going to, you know, everybody talks about this medication called Clomid. It's like, they're going to give you Clomid, and then you're going to pop out. Right. Eight hundred babies. Totally, it's like crazy how, how they like, think about it. You have to literally sign a paper that says like, if you end up having like eight babies, like you can't sue them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, oh, I don't so want a school horrible. bus of children. You know? <laughs> Anyways, you know they. It's like you go in with all these expectations. I don't do a ton of research. I just kind of like I'm whatever like happens. Too. And I know <laughs> some tell people. Me what to do? So, yeah. So I, I mean, I remember going in. So you know, when I was little, I had leukemia, and like that just developed my entire like horrifying fear of needles. I remember sitting in the first meeting, Robbie and I and the doctor, and she's like, so, um, you know, if if Clomid doesn't work, then we're going to move on to this other medication and, you know, you'll have injections. And I was like, I mean, instantly, it's like, I literally said, no, I'm not. No, we're not going that far. Like, it won't, I won't have to. Like, Mm. in my mind, I'm like, no, that's not going to be me. And because I'm terrified of needles. I, I didn't even know really what was wrong with yeah. me. Like I just knew like my body wasn't um, doing everything correctly. So, I mean, our first round of treatment, they did Clomid. But I also learned a lot about like how the body works. I didn't yeah. know any of this, that mm-hmm. your follicles have to be a certain size to go up in the tube, then to become a baby, you know. And so I was like, whoa, I learned so much actually. And then I started Googling videos because I'm like, I'm a visual oh, no. person. 
dangerous. <laughs> but I was talking to a lot of people about it and they're like, I didn't even know that, you know, that your yeah. follicles had to be a certain size and some follicles don't have eggs in them. And it's like, what? I, I guess I yeah. slept through health class. Dude, I, I must have slept through my mother baby <laughs> class because I don't remember. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's fascinating. And you know what's even more? It really is a miracle because yeah. there's only an amount of time that this can actually happen. Hmm. And I mean, I knew that, but I was like looking at these videos. I'm like, whoa, this really is amazing. <laughs> so God, he knew what he was doing when he designed us. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess for us, it was okay. You go in and they're like, we're going to make a baby. You know, they're mm. like pumping you up. They're your cheerleaders, these yeah. doctors and nurses. And and I'm like, oh, it's going to be easy. My doctor literally said to me, oh, honey, you're going to, you could be an egg donor. And I was like, oh, uh, I don't want to be an egg donor. I want one of my own. Like, <laughs> Just want one. Like, <laughs> I mean, I know some people do that, but I was like, I'm in here for a reason, not to like give them away. So, but she was like being super positive and yeah. But I think with all that, it like set me up for, mm. it's just going to work right away. Well, the Clomid did literally nothing but make me hormonal. And so then they moved me up to, um, <laughs> so my nurse, like, she's like, okay, we're going to try this other medicine and uh, you're going to come in and it's going to be an injection in your stomach. And oh, like, geez. cause like, it's like each, you know, uh, round or whatever you have a time frame to like get your follicles big and I was like oh okay so one one injection she's gonna do it and then I'm good for like two weeks and she's like no "No, you have to take this every single day and like on your own right on my own so I mean I literally was like just I took a video of her and I am just shaking I mean because this is like my one of your biggest fears coming true is actually I Robbie gave the shots to me for a while and then it was like every night you have to do it a certain time and we work a lot at night and I was like I'm gonna have to start giving myself these shots you know so I just bucked up and I did it. it. I did it. So that was like a huge huge thing for me (laughs) but that round didn't work either. That was it. I my follicles would not get to like the biggest, that like size. what was it, eight, 15 to 18 millimeters or something. But they have to be. And so then the next round, um, they put me on like the highest dosage. And this was the most emotional round and the furthest we ever got because it's like with infertility, I. I did not realize there's a door and then you never know what's on the other side of it. It was like mm. one thing after another. Okay, well, now you've you can't do this medication, so we're going to give you like this big dosage and mm. oh, by the way, it's a uh, $1000 per unit per shot. And I'm like, wait, what? You know, like had oh, no idea of and nobody helps you with <laughs> this stuff, yeah. like insurance-wise. And the state definitely doesn't help you with that. When I had my breaking point was when they were like, okay, so you buy the shot, and then the doctor wants you to take so much in three days that you empty the shot, and then they want you to fill another one. So in one month, you could spend up to $5,000 oh on goodness. multiple shots. 
depending on how much of a dosage they want you to take. And I think that's when Robbie and I, we almost lost our heads. I mean, that's insane. We were, we were just beside ourselves. And so that, that was the hardest, one of the hardest things. I mean, we've gone through some other stuff too, but that was like, I have no, absolutely no control. And I just like have a lot of sympathy for anybody who mm. has gone for, through this. And we haven't even like gone through it that many times. I know we have our really good friends. She went through it for years and years. Yeah. And and she's, man, she's such a hopeful person and so positive. Ornella, mm-hmm. you're my girl. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out, girl. <laughs> She's strong. And I just was like, I don't, I I literally thought to myself, I don't know how anybody does this. This is, Mm -hmm. this is just insane. It's like we got a massive fight. And then I remember Robbie like went outside because he was so angry. And I was just like, I was just like Mm. weeping. Like, what are we going to do? We'll never have a baby. This is never going to happen for Mm. us. Like, because you feel like this this future life is in the hands of all these doctors. You know, it's like, oh, if I don't listen to them, if I don't do anything they say, like, I'm just never going to be a mom. And so it's just so much pressure on you. And, and then you're like, okay, here's my credit card. Like, I don't, you know, health savings account. Oh, that's gone in the first month. Like, I mean, we just, we went through, it was just horrible. And so I remember Robbie after he was like, he just had to dismiss himself because he was so angry and I was super emotional. I'm on all this medicine. So I'm like, yeah, even it's messing with your hormones. Yeah. And he comes back in and, and it was like a really beautiful moment. He just like grabbed me and was like, we are on the same team. We cannot let this like break yeah. us, you know? And we've been through a lot harder stuff than this. And, um, and I was like, oh, okay, okay, we can like do this. And we ended up um, going through the full round. And you, my friend, were the one who gave me my oh yeah, <laughs> my big uh, needle shot. That one was the big so needle. Big. The other so one, big. oh, I know. you're such a good friend. I don't friend. even like doing those. Oh my gosh, that one. It's like the ones sometimes. in the stomach are so tiny. And yeah. then like the one you had to give me was, oh. it was very long. It was long. <laughs> so. We we went through that. We did the IUI. And then it's like, that was the furthest we had gotten. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, all right, let's wait. So this was, we were going to find out the Monday after Thanksgiving this mm. past November. If, you know, it's like they can take a blood test. And yeah, it's like two weeks after the IUI. They, they'll know. And um, so anyways, it was like literally the night before Thanksgiving, we're going to head to his family's and... And I wake up at 2 a.m. and it's just like so much blood. And I'm like, what? I mean, instantly I just started bawling. I was like, I just knew. I'm like, okay, either this is a miscarriage or like, I don't know what's happening because my problem is I don't have periods. Like, I mean, with the PCOS, that's a, a part of it. And it's like, I've never had anything like this. And so... Wow. And it was extremely painful. And When you had been in pain, like, even before that, right? Weren't you having a lot of cramping and stuff with I was, the IUI? It wasn't cramping. Well, the, the IUI, yeah, just because of what they do in the procedure. That, Is that normal to have the cramping yeah. and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Well, it, it didn't last long. It was like a day okay. that you kind of have because yeah. of 
the catheter and all that yeah. fun jazz. Ugh. And um, like I had a lot of symptoms that I had never had before. And so I actually was like super hopeful. I mean, it actually ended up, I feel like it was some kind of miscarriage in a way, like very, very early on because of just how long it lasted, how how intense yeah. it was. And that was just, it was, there was a lot of grieving in that time for Robbie and I. And I think I just, it was a busy season for my, for my business. And so I just went from like, and my whole family knew that mm. we, you know, we had gotten that far. And so then of course, everyone's asking like, did you get a positive whatever? And I'm like, uh, oh, nope, man. I didn't. I, you know, this is, Obviously, it didn't work. Mm. And so um, the doctors said, like, let's take a break this month and then we'll get back, start, like, started up again. And also, when you're taking all this medication, like, you can't do any type of workouts. And I, I've been, like, CrossFit committed. Yeah. And that whole month, because it's like they're stimulating your ovaries so much that, like, if you lift any heavy weights, I think what it means is they could blow up. I don't Whoa. know. <laughs> that's the that's the image I have in mind. <laughs> and <laughs> side note, like that. I guess there was this one time, rewind a little bit. I remember when we were first starting out and I was like paying the bills and the, mm. you know, they, cause before this, I'm like, I won't get to the IUI stage. Like we'll get pregnant before that, yeah. before we need any of that. And the lady was like, this is just what blows my mind about how they charge you. It's like, oh, um, so typically an IUI is $1,200, but for this month alone, it's on sale for $200. And I'm like, oh it, my goodness. it's on sale? Is it like Kohl's or something? Special like deal. <laughs> find out at the checkout. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay. And then I find out it's been on sale for like... Years. Six, yeah, year, yeah. years. I'm like, what? This whole system is so uh, weird, you know? And so... It's like was, manipulating you into like thinking that you're getting it cheaper yeah, than... Yeah, it's just like... It should be or whatever. I mean, maybe, I don't know. It's just, it's a really hard thing because I feel like they just give... You're, you're just a bunch of lab rats, like trying to figure out what works, what doesn't mm -hmm. work, and is it actually fixing it? And so... After that, I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm emotionally yeah. spent. I feel like I'm not even the same person anymore. And it just kind of, like, spiraled for me. I think after Christmas, I had, like, a lot of time just, um, I don't know, January to March is, like, really dead for me. And I think that's when everything just, the, all the grieving just started. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like... I'm 100% back. I think this has made me question a lot of things. Like mm -hmm. I realized a lot of my identity has, it's beyond like not being able to get pregnant, but I've dealt my whole life with like a lot of self-hatred. And mm. this has, this was like something to you talking about the mind and body, like, being one I think in my mind I'm like yeah that's just never gonna be my story like I'm never gonna be a mom and in my heart I feel like I believe that mm. and mm. through counseling I'm 
working towards believing that God would actually give me the gift of being a mom. Mm. But I'm I'm getting there, but it's it's been very painful for me like just feeling that shame of like what you know yeah. this is the this is what I'm meant to do and I think and hmm. um this is something I want to share with Robbie like I want us to have that experience of like parenting and and just the things that we want to teach our kids and we're both artists and I think there's just some cool things that we we want to do with our yeah. with our kids if we're able to and for me it's been like added on self-hatred like Mm. oh you know I've I already deal with a lot of low self-esteem and then add this on like well that's just another reason why Tia should hate herself you know Mm. (laughs) so it's been very difficult like for because for Robbie he is more he doesn't deal with a lot of that like self-hatred or but I think it has to do with me being a one as well. Like it's, sure. I have this critic in my head all the time. Like you're not eating clean enough. You're not working out enough. Mm. You're, you know, and this is what causes you to not get pregnant. And there's all these factors. Like you have to have everything lined up to be able to have a kid, but you can't do it because, you know, you have lack of discipline or whatever. Mm. And so it's just all these like continual lies. And even this last week I was in counseling and um, she was telling me like, Tia, you just, you just look at yourself through a lens that's not true. Like it's mm. just not true. And, and even just through that, it's like really, I, I actually stopped going to counseling from like November to I think it was May. May is when I just started back yeah, up again. Sounds right. And I, realize like I in your mind you're like oh I'm not in counseling because I'm doing better and it was like no I just don't (laughs) want to deal with a lot of this stuff and I think when May hit it was like no I'm like not I'm going into my very my stress is Mm -hmm. for a one is a four all about feelings (laughs) whoa (laughs) had a little water bubble there I'm going all into my feelings, acting out yeah. and like being more like super, isolating, right? Yeah, isolating, but also like acting really emotional. Yeah, or super like dramatic. Into like all, all the feels. Yeah. And like Robbie and I just not doing very well. I feel like since I started going back to counseling, it's just like, okay, that's not reality. This is. Yeah. This is not actually how you feel. It's just an emotion that you're riding right now. I've been like working through all that. That's not something like I've achieved in any way, but I'm working through it. And I I do have a I feel actually really uncomfortable when people that know our story and they're like, no, someday you'll be pregnant. And it like it actually makes me cringe a little bit. Mm. Like, mm, you don't really know that. And Robbie's like, you just need to start saying it over yourself. Like, you don't, yeah, you know, you you need to start speaking that. But it, I don't know why I have this like tie with hmm. not. It's like it's almost like setting me up emotionally. Like, yeah. well, if I never have you kids, you don't want to get your hopes up. Yeah, it's like 
it's like preparing me for that. So because with infertility, it's like you're so hopeful, but also mm-hmm. you have to keep this guard up too. And so, yeah. and I'm sure like you felt that in the beginning of your pregnancy as well. Oh yeah, you know? for sure. It's gotten better, but it's definitely a hard thing. And like, I've, I've actually had like a ton of joy, like for the people around me. It's not, it's not really like I have this anger towards anyone. It's more, I'm, I just, I hate the situation I'm in, Mm -hmm. like (laughs) that I'm dealing with this and that my body's not cooperating the way I, I want it to. Sure. Um, but our pastor this past week actually talked about Sarah and Abraham and it was such a good sermon, especially for me, because oh. I never like I've heard the story about Hagar and all that stuff a million times. But the way he taught it was really insightful about how, you know, God promises Abraham, I'm gonna bless you with what was it? How many you look up in the stars and Yeah. That's how many well, descendants you'll right. have and all this stuff. <laughs> I butchered that. Count. You will be able to count. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, him and Sarah are like hanging on to this. And it's like, um, okay, so 10 years they waited. And I think it was 10. Um, 10 years they wait. And it's like still nothing. So then Sarah takes it upon herself. Like, fine, you know, go with mm-hmm. my servant and bear a child with her. And the first time, you know, she gets pregnant. (laughs) It's like, what? You know, poor Sarah over there. But the thing is, and then Sarah ends up like beating her and she's so angry and bitter towards this woman. And obviously I'm not doing that, but like, (laughs) (laughs) but I understand Sarah. She took control. And like, what I guess what I've done is you know, with uh, Tall Pine Pottery and now opening this flower shop, like, it's like my baby. Like, mm. these have become my babies, my control. And I'm I'm seeing that more and more about myself, which I have an obsession with work because I believe it distracts me from, like, that pain. Yeah. And it's something I have control over. I, I don't have to fight with it. Like, mm. it's not something that, fights back I guess in a way um yeah or like if there are challenges it's like you you have the tools to like overcome them mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah it's like if I you could, just work harder then you'll get where you want to get it done I don't yeah. need it's like oh I don't need you God like because because I can, I got this like right. I can control this yeah. and so and I realized there was one day I was journaling it was kind of like one of those moments with the Lord like I've had a really hard time like coming, having a relationship with the Lord again, just like trusting and Mm. and believing that he does want good for me and he does like love me. It's hard for me to like receive that love from the Lord. And I, I started writing like, I can't love what I can't control. And so it was like that. Mm. And then I started making a list of people that they've, they've done things in their life that I don't agree with. Uh And I've like poured into them and I've said like, Oh my gosh, if you just do this, this and this, right? like you'll be good. And then they don't listen and they do what they want. And then I just like dismiss them. And Mm. I'm like, "Mm, I'm going to just cut you off because you're an unhealthy person and I don't want anything to do with you. And I realized what I can't control, I can't love. And so 
Mm. It's like the same thing with the Lord. I'm like, well, I can't control the Lord. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can't control what he has for me. So I've put this block up with him. And it's been hard for me to love the Lord and to receive his love. And also the the biggest thing is with Robbie as well. Mm. So it's, it's just put a huge hindrance in my relationships that have affected me greatly. Mm. And beyond like what, what our story has, you know, done, like walking through this infertility, it's actually, there's a much bigger picture beyond like I think I believe the Lord's teaching me a lot more than just like oh for sure just not being able to be a mom right now but that like I have a major issue with like trusting God and trusting that like I said like that he loves me and wants good for me and so through counseling and stuff it's it's been a lot of working Mm. like okay what's the root of that like um what happened in your childhood. <laughs> so yeah. we're we're going a little deeper in that way to figure out, you know, what's really caused that. Yeah, and where so did that start. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, That's but so that was bad. that was a big revelation for me, like hmm. um recognizing that and then that you retreat when you can't control something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And or I, feel like you can't control. Cause I mean obviously you've never been able to control anybody else but yourself right. you know but yeah the ones who maybe don't respond the way that you would mm-hmm. want them to like you said or that yeah kind of that could be just making bad decisions in life and I'm yeah. like that's stupid do this you know right. do this a different way and it's like why why would you do it that way yeah. you know you're just causing yourself pain you're causing other people it's like somebody mm-hmm. who's an addict you know it's like just go get help or check yourself in somewhere it's like i i'm like thinking you should just do a b and c and then and then i'm like i invest all this time into you and then you still don't but that it's not i'm not Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that's right i'm saying that's wrong what i'm doing and it's just caused me to disconnect from sure from certain people and then i realized like when i'm journaling i made a huge laundry list of people i'm like Mm. oh my word i didn't realize I had like all this pain with with certain people and um I feel like it actually like set me free a little bit. I haven't I it's like now that that was exposed, now I've like recognized that in myself because mm. I never saw the pattern before. And now I'm like, "Oh, okay, now I'm heading down that road again." Yeah. And I don't I don't want to control anybody. It's, right. It's more like it is control, but it's also like that hurts me, you know, that I'm feeling a certain way. We're we're getting there. We're on the it's not it's not done yet. It's still oh, I like that yeah. perspective. I mean, in the positive sense of like mm-hmm. haven't like given up hope or whatever. Right. I don't know. I'm just thinking more about like what you were saying. Like even just like the power of your words around it mm-hmm. for your own heart's sake of like Maybe just, I don't know. I know for like in my experience with the miscarriage and then not getting pregnant for a while when I thought I would and and having that conversation with my sister and she kind of like prayed with me like through. Yeah. Our, like she told me what to pray because she was like, I feel like God is just saying this is where the problem lies for you. And like having me like repeat after her like out loud 
that I'm like breaking partnership with this like division that I had in me. And, you know, it was like more specific. And that was kind of like when something broke for me, but I feel like I didn't, I hadn't acknowledged it or like stated it or, you know, and like even I've heard you say like, I can't get pregnant. Yeah. And like, even maybe like changing that to be like, I haven't been, I haven't been able to yet, or I haven't yet, Mm -hmm. you know, and like keeping that as like, no, this, I do have hope for this. And I do believe that God has these good things for me, or at least even just saying that sometimes like saying the truth about God before you really believe it is like, that brings you to that. Yeah, exactly. Which is like what you're talking about. I don't know. And I think that's so powerful to like be going back to like those childhood things of like Mm -hmm. how do I see myself how do I think others perceive me right and then like what have I put on God in that Mm because I mean I'm I have a long list of things that I believe about myself or I think like ways that I think God sees me as far as like you know I've been bad or you know I haven't I haven't done enough. Therefore I probably deserve Mm -hmm. this hard thing or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, you know, like how, how could I be like worthy of something good happening to me? You know, um, I've definitely gone down those roads before, even, you know, with this pregnancy and feeling Mm -hmm. like I, I'm not sure I can fully trust it. You know, there may be a catch. There's probably something that he's like requiring of me, you know, or he's going to learn something. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Which, yeah. Not that that's like bad, but like, you know, that, that there, it's not just like he would just give a gift, like you said. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Well, and I think, I think what it's done is made me really ask questions, like questions that I've had in my heart since I was a little kid, but too afraid to ask. And at the end of the day, what this has shown me is that I don't know anything about the Lord. Like, mm. I I don't know His character. I don't mm. know, because if my idea of Him is like, okay, well, if I do this, this, and this, and I'm a good good girl, then I'll get all these things, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's really messed up. You know, He's not a, like, yeah. he's not a genie. Right. And I, I've I've had a hard time like even listening to anything just like sermons or anything lately. I've just like blocked it all off and I think I told you that a couple of weeks ago. I'm like I'm I'm getting back to like I'm able to like listen to worship again and feel like I can worship because right now I'm like I don't know what to say to the Lord. Like I mm. this is the you know with stuff we've dealt with in our marriage that was incredibly hard. But this is a whole nother level of like, I have no control over what my body does. And um, I had a little bit more control over the season that we were in when when our marriage was falling apart. And, And so I just feel like this has taught me a lot about actually where I'm at and where I want to be. Like, I know at the end of the day, I love the Lord and like I want to serve him, but I it's like I have to change like my counsel our counselor has told me yeah. like you have to change your lens, you know, like mm. you are looking at the world in a way that's not true. Like you're believing a lot of lies. And so I think that has to come with actually yeah. seeking the character of God um and not just like 
making him fit into my mold. Right. And at my age, I'm like, oh, I should know by now, like the character of God. Sure. And it's like, well, you don't. So, well, yeah. <laughs> and I, I'll spend a lifetime learning, but right. I think it's like I've gone off track all these years of like what I think it should be mm. through obstacles and trials and mm-hmm. whatever. And now I think he's like stripping it all away because he's like, no, I want, it's like somebody, it's like you think you know them and like you start talking for them. And it's like, no, that's not actually what I said or what I did. It's like, okay, let's Mm. just strip all this down and actually like figure out, like, let's learn together. Hear from him. Yeah. Yeah, And so I, and let him speak to you. Yeah. There's been a lot of noise like Mm -hmm. my whole life. Mm -hmm. And, I think it's like that's what this this thing, this trial of like walking through infertility is actually bringing me to a place of like complete un- unknown. Like you haven't tapped into the love and beauty I actually have for you because mm-hmm. like I it's like I've read that he loves me, but it's like in my heart, I don't believe that you know like yeah and so it's just this journey of um I don't know a deeper level I I believe this is just only the surface that yeah of the relationship the Lord and I are are going on but uh, Mm. it is a process it's not (laughs) yeah it's a little messy but um but it's good so that's so good I love that that it's like only the beginning it is there's a long, long road ahead. We're all on it. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, yeah. That's, well, those that, are our heavy stories for you for the day. And uh hope you enjoyed that. Uh, <laughs> Have a good cry after this. <laughs> Hopefully you're not starting your week on this yeah. note. <laughs> Don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll release it on a Friday. You can start the Start the weekend. The weekend? <laughs> You're going to need a drink after this podcast. <laughs> Go to Common Good and get a cocktail. <laughs> yes, enjoy. Tell, tell Mike we sent you. <laughs> He'll probably give you something for free. Everybody should um, go to Common Good. Um, no, okay. But we would love to hear what people think Jossie is going to have, boy or girl. <laughs> My vote is girl because um, there's too many boys in their house. <laughs> yes, there are. Three to one right now. So I could use I could use help. Yeah. I could use someone on my side. You need a little mini Jossie. <laughs> but yeah, just know that if you're going through any of this stuff yourselves, that you're not alone and feel no, free to not. reach out to us or somebody else that might be able to relate because there's I mean there are people out there and it's just about finding them and like finding that community so yeah you got to talk about it because yeah. bottling this up inside will just make you like a monster mm-hmm. it just will yes as we've both <laughs> you, seen with you've that had stuff, to pull a lot out crazy. of me yeah just because like I I go inward completely mm-hmm. I'm like I'm fine leave me alone everybody <laughs> don't talk to me <laughs> like crazy foremost the independent so. woman yeah <laughs> it's normally a good thing yeah um i get anyways. a lot done when i'm stressed <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true me too i either go to sleep go in a work mode oh yeah the one nine. Nine. like today i got stressed so i went and took a nap <laughs> 
Oh, I wish that I could do that. Oh, See, can. that's me at my best, though. The six goes to the nine. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you can relax. Yep. I well, can then I let guess- go, not think about the time passing or yeah, worrying about what I got to do next. Just like being there, present. Yeah, it's like it's like for me. It's like I the only way I have rest. That's probably why I love sleep, mm-hmm. is because I can I can shut it off. Otherwise. Yeah. That critic in my head is like oh, tormenting that's me. So true, it's horrible. We gotta shut oh. that voice up. Shut <laughs> that up. <laughs> that was a little grasshopper on Pinocchio speaking louder. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> a little grasshopper. Grasshopper. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why that's what I thought of. <laughs> well, I'm getting warm with all these pillows. <laughs> Anyways, it's super comfy in here, and yeah. we're gonna we're gonna wrap sign it up. Off. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one. Thanks right. for listening. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, leave us a review and click subscribe.